0: Welcome to a podcast of Rare Antiquities. My name is Harry, and I'll be one of your hosts for this podcast. My name is
1: Jeff, I'm the other host.
0: So this episode will be like a prologue, or kind of like an episode zero. We will just tell you what this podcast will be mainly about, and we'll introduce ourselves a little bit, and then we'll dive into what we want to talk about today. So, uh, essentially, this podcast, um, so Jeff, we kind of had a chat about this whole thing to begin with. And um, we're a little unsure on what to do, but we also want to differentiate ourselves from other people out there. And um, I've always liked obscure cult movies thinking the best, what we agreed on was we just do some obscure movie reviews, uh, things that we've enjoyed in the past or even things we've never seen, but we've heard about. Uh, What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think that sounds good. Uh, You know, We don't need to keep watching the same old things. Uh, I think it's fun to take a different view of uh of some movies that are are lesser known and uh more fun to dig into that
0: oh yeah for sure um but, i mean but we'll still eventually do like maybe some big event movie reviews as they come across um our plate uh just like with everybody else, but I think we'll still mainly be. On the more obscure side of uh, movies, whether we're how far back we go, or you're going into the '70s or the '60s, you know I'm more of an '80s kid, so I can pick a bunch of obscure movies from that era as well as the '90s. I'm not sure what you think about that, Jeff. But where hey, let's do
1: you go get? all the way back. How about some silent films? <laughs>
0: Let's box it in. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Why, uh, yeah, exactly. Why box ourselves in? Let's just do anything. Yeah, that'd be great. Nobody's listening, right? So yeah, we'll be lucky if actually one person actually chimes in. Uh, yeah. uh, uh that then I know I've made it.
1: Yeah, exactly. One person, we've made
0: it. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't count our family, right?
1: No, well, I'm sure they're definitely not going to be listening.
0: I don't know. Um, my wife said she she would she might be interested in in hearing this. She's actually kind of amused. Which is surprising me because she hates every single movie that I like, and I don't think she'll be interested in any of the obscure movies that we do pick.
1: We'll, we'll see how we'll see how she enjoys our our language, and then we'll then we'll then we'll, then we'll, then we'll see.
0: <laughs> well, I think she's heard an, uh, us bitch and moan about a lot of things just when we go out, so she's pretty used to that, yeah. anyways.
1: Well, then, then why wouldn't she want to listen to a, a recording of the same thing?
0: Yeah, good point. Um, so. I thought we'd just get into kind of, again, we'll, we may change the format of how we're going to do some of the reviews, um, but it'd be good to have a focus when we do start having movie reviews, like we'll have a certain structure, so we'll we'll probably start with a, a mini plot summary, something quick and dirty and high level, and then we'll break, break it up into acts, so we can do like an act one, an act two, an act three, um and then we can close out with our final thoughts and, and we'll address everything from like the story to you know, from writing, directing, acting, special effects, music, um cinematography, every any aspect that tickles our fancy in, in a sense. And I guess with these obscure movies, there will be more or less does this movie is this movie a piece of shit? Is it a piece of junk? Does it work? Does it still stand up till today? What's really that gem or rare antiquity that we could recommend to people to really watch or to really avoid yeah
1: absolutely man that that sounds like a lot of fun and uh, I'm
0: sure there's lots of great movies we can really sink our teeth into I'm looking forward to it yeah I know and maybe we'll bring on some guests in the future we'll see how this works and go from there Um, so okay so we'll just move on Um, maybe I was thinking we can just Talk a little bit about ourselves. Uh, do you want to go first? Introduce yourself and your background, what your interests are, and why the hell you want to even do this in the first place.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: sure. Uh, well, hey, uh, hypothetical listener, I'm Jeff. Uh, as uh, Harry mentioned himself, as a child of the '80s, as am I, I uh, was thinking about doing this podcast before, and I think that the time that you know we grew up. In the 80s, there there were there were a lot of movies that were coming out around
2: that time. that was great to be a kid during, because there were some you
1: know some of those movies did a really good job uh, in capturing your imagination. Um, you know, today maybe some of those movies don't hold up. Lots do, but it was a really great time to to be a kid to watch movies, and I think that's where my love of movies uh, definitely started. And uh, and today, we, we love talking about movies. We love bitching about movies, and that's where it all started. So that's uh, that's what I'm looking forward to doing.
0: Yeah, yeah, we we <laughs> we met in a movie the, at a movie theater working there, and uh, we started bitching on the first day, and we continue to bitch about it today. So.
1: Yeah, it never ended. Yeah, it's too bad they didn't have podcasts back in 1997. We could have been bitching about this for thousands of recorded hours by now.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, we would have been the pioneers.
1: You know what? We would have been. I think we lost out on a lot of money now that now that I'm talking about it. It's yeah. Depressing. So uh, that's pretty much me. So why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, there, Harry, and what brings you to the what brought this brainwave to you?
0: Well, um, you know, I'm looking for a place to vent. I have a lot of anger issues. (laughs) Uh, I I need some place to go. Uh, I thought I'd take it out on you instead of my wife. I think she, I don't want her leaving me. I appreciate that. (laughs) Because I can
1: just ignore you, I suppose, turn off the computer, go get a beer.
0: I'm pretty sure maybe two or three episodes in, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, Uh, you won't
1: even know. You'll just be.
0: Yeah, I'll just talk. (laughs) You keep (laughs) going. Yeah, I'll just keep talking. It's usually how it works, anyways. When I'm with you, anyway, so it doesn't matter. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just like you, you know, I was born in the you know mid to late '70s, and um, pretty much my personality uh, was formed from pulp, pop culture zeitgeist that happened in the '80s. Really, that was to me the golden era of movie making. I, I've, even though a lot of themes are have been riffed or repeated, even from earlier eras. You can even go back to the silent eras or you know, movies from the 40s, 50s, 60s, um, 70s, I still felt that a lot of original material um, came from the 80s. Um, You can look at movies today and they're just being, again, rift or there's a lot of reboots that are happening. um, And, you know, they're all really, a lot of these reboots are really focused on movies that started in the 80s. And I'm not saying that this podcast is just going to stick to movies in the 80s. I'm just saying that, Um, my personality and and who I am and my interest in movies came from the 80s just like yourself Uh, I remember watching earlier memories or watching you know those Saturday morning cartoons I mean you don't have the same level of entertainment uh, today but I mean I'm not a kid today I don't watch cartoons in the morning but from what I know they don't have have those same glorious cartoons I mean where are you going to find Rambo cartoon (laughs) you know well they
1: do have and mysteries now, so hey, uh, anything, anything's possible.
0: Yeah, but you don't have you don't have the glory of you know G.I. Joe and Transformers. I mean, you know, <laughs> what, what was that thing at the end of G.I. Joe? Like they even give you the lesson. It's like yeah, the, the public service yeah. announcements there. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, I mean, not not to sound like an old fuddy-duddy now. Say we had it so much better as kids, but there does seem
1: to be a certain level of magic. It's not there anymore, especially on those Saturday mornings. Uh, and that, that really was part of the culture of the
0: 80s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and for me, I mean, like we're talking about cartoons, but, you know, a lot of movies are these days are even, you know, come like they're taking a license from those cartoons and making them into movies now. and uh, yeah, sh- yeah, shitty movies. Yeah, shitty movies. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know about you, man, but I can't wait to tackle Transformers 4 on the podcast.
0: Are we going to do that?
1: Oh, fuck. You know, I guess we could if we really just don't give
0: shit about anything. Well, yeah, maybe we should do a string, like, about, like, four or five, like, we pick the worst movies we can think of and just review it. Maybe that'll be uh, a nice slice of heaven right there.
1: Yeah, I I suppose, uh, let's give it a try. What the hell?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I think we agreed on the first one we want to tackle, but, um, we'll talk about that at the end. Um so I just have a question for you from just since we're talking about movies in this podcast to be about movies what's your first uh, movie going experience whether it's an actual movie you watched on TV or if it was uh, a- what movie you actually went to see in the theater with your family or by yourself or with friends want to yeah. enlighten us sure uh, I have uh, you know some spotty memories early on I remember
1: uh, I kind of have two memories that I go back to. One was a, a double feature of the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. <laughs> uh, that was in, that would have been in 83 when Return of the Jedi came out, obviously. Uh, and that's, that's a big one for me, for sure, as it would be for any kid that age, right, when they came out. Uh, but I only remember it, I think, because it was a double feature. Uh, the other memory I have is... Uh, going to Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it would have been, must have been a re-release or something, because I would have been, uh, I was around when it came out, but I would have been too young to remember, Uh, but Raiders of the Lost Ark, I I think is probably the influential one, because uh, I went to it with my dad, and my dad is the kind of guy who, he loves movies, but, uh, you know, he, he, he grown up in an era where, you, you know, when you watched the movie, you saw it one time because you didn't have home video. And uh, unless it came back into the theater, that was it. You didn't see it. So uh, and he's also the kind of guy who, you know, there's lots of movies to watch. So if, if he's going to go and watch a movie a second time, it had better be the best movie. And that was the first movie that he ever saw in the movie theater more than one time. So he made sure that you know when it was out again. That's a movie that uh, I went to at a young age, and and let me tell you, when you're four or five years old and you see a dude's face melting on the screen, it's got a pretty big impact on a on a on a young guy
0: like that. So those are the, those are the ones. Oh yeah, no, um, <laughs> it's funny how you talked about the double feature because now uh, everyone's going to know that how many years older I am compared to you. My first movie-going experience was a double feature of uh, Star Wars uh, and then Empire. Instead of you having Empire in Return, my my dad had no idea what Star Wars was. Uh, I saw. I remember clearly when I was like again your age, around four or five, sitting on um, kitchen table and we had at that time a small black and white TV and I saw a commercial for Empire Strikes Back. I didn't know what the hell it was at the time, and I just remember seeing those. Uh, eight you know those snow walkers i think what are they ATATs? and they're firing the lasers from the head and um and you, i see these laser swords which are lightsabers and i said you know turn to my dad i go dad dad i want to see i want to see and he goes okay okay we'll go and we did i don't know if it was opening weekend uh, but it might have been because we did do a double feature and um i was watching star wars and i you know i was confused when it ended because i didn't see those snow walkers i was thinking, where's the snow where's the snow And we actually got up and left. Um, And and, and in the aisle as I was going up, I was saying, well, what about the snow? What about the snow? I didn't didn't see what I came to see, even though I loved what I was watching. Um, And some other theater patron, uh, thank God, told my dad, "Uh, this is a double feature. Um, (laughs) You better sit back down. (laughs) So uh,
1: so basically that that random stranger saved your movie-going life and possibly your relationship with your father by... Not uh,
0: screwing you out of The Empire Strikes Back there. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But my dad screwed me over many, many other times. So <laughs> we'll get it. Well, we can get into that. He, he didn't let me watch certain movies. Uh, he would We would start watching a movie and then he'd just pull it from me. He you know, was trying to protect me. I remember he wouldn't let me finish watching Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom on VHS when we rented it. And I uh, regretted that. Now that's one of my. I love that movie, even though, you know, it's. <laughs> It is violent for a kid, you know, the PG-13 rating and all that stuff. There, there are violent images. I can't remember how old I was at the time. Eight or nine, maybe? But anyways, yeah. I mean, as a parent, I'm a parent now, so I understand. But at the time, I did not. So, um, But yeah, he screwed me over a few other times. But uh, I ha- do have him to thank for, for that experience. I mean, that's just imagine a kid watching those movies. That's your first thing you ever really see. Except, you know, I just watched to hear cartoons here and there. I think the 60s Spider-Man was really all I really was exposed to before Star Wars. And uh, that just blew my mind. Like, I'm sure it did everybody else, so.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the visual assault on, you know, like you say, if you're used to watching the 60s Spider-Man, and then all of a sudden you've got lightsabers and AT-AT walkers, all that kind of crazy stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah that's... Don't- but I'm not dissing sixties Spider Man. That that shit's still that's still the shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, but we didn't we were too young to do enough drugs to enjoy it, probably for what it was meant for at the time, so.
0: No, uh, I was hopped up on sugar and coke, so
1: Yeah, that's as bad. That's just as bad. So how does your like after that, how did your what was your dad's opinion of Star Wars after
0: Honestly I don't remember and the funny thing is is I remember clearly when we went to when Return of the Jedi came out, he he didn't even watch it in the movies with me. Um he, he dropped me and another friend off from school at a movie theater and picked us up. So, but I mean, I remember watching it with him on, when we had it on VHS, you know, much later, he enjoys it. I, you know, my, my dad's, you know, from another country. So his interests are uh, other movies, uh, from his culture. And, uh, it, but his favorite, um, North American movies are James Bond. When he came to Canada, he, that was the first thing he saw. I think it was Thunderball. Um, uh, so anything with Sean Connery, he loves, or just James Bond in general. So that yeah. those that's his taste. Right on, right on. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I yeah, I just have a few questions for you, uh, then we can move on. Um, so just you know, after all the movies you've seen, and I know both of us have seen quite a many. What is I guess what can you say is your favorite movie, and what is you you think personally is the best movie you've ever seen? So you know, there's obviously a difference.
1: Yeah, of course, there's there's definitely a difference. Um, I, as far as my favorite movie, and it's uh, it's 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 ranked up and down over the years, but you know, every time I come back to it, it, it gets slotted
0: back into the number one uh, for me. And I just uh, revisited. Can I can I guess? Uh,
1: yeah, you can guess. I'm sure you know the answer, but go ahead.
0: Well, okay. Well, I mean, you already you may have already. You, touched on Raiders, but I'm going to guess it's not that. I'm going to guess it's Ghostbusters.
1: You know, that's a really good guess. Uh, but wrong. Okay. Uh, great
0: movie.
2: And
1: Ghostbusters is my top top five, usually, for sure. Great, great movie. Um, but my, my favorite, my favorite movie is, now I kind of feel like a jerk to say this, but my, my favorite movie is Terminator 2 Judgment Day with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course. And, uh, you know, I saw that when I would have been around 12, 13 years old. And, I mean, I loved it then, obviously, but now as an adult, uh, and I, I come back to it and it still has uh, everything that I loved about it originally. Uh, I think it's a great example of a movie that uses effects uh, extremely well. Uh, I mean, it look cool, but it help tell the story really well. Uh, lots of... Uh, you know, great action set pieces that still hold up to date.
0: Man, the effects are still better than. Um, did you see Genesis?
1: No, I didn't see Genesis.
0: So, though, I think the effects in D two are better than the effects in Genesis. I'll be honest with you. You
1: know what, Ben? And part of that is probably. And I haven't seen Genesis yet, but uh, I think part of that might come back to. You know, you look at Terminator two, and they you know they used the effects to kind of enhance the, the the story and you had actors interacting with the effects as opposed to in a movie like Genesis and lots of movies now where like everything you're looking at is an effect in a computer and there's no realism to it. So part of what makes a good effect is how it integrates with the real world, right? You can can buy it. It makes it more photorealistic. Uh, So I think that was a big win with Terminator. I think it was the first movie to really do that on a large scale. And, um, you know, good – Good performance from Arnold Schwarzenegger. I I would argue just that sort of monotone
0: robotic uh, performance, obviously. But the the nuance there, I I uh, still find uh, you know moving towards the end of the film. It, it just overall, it uh, just so did you cry when he said uh, gave the thumb up or says now I know why you cry, Slay. Like, <laughs> I <mean>, that that, <laughs> hey, so that like, that's the performance. <laughs> no,
2: you're
1: forgetting but it's something I can never do.
2: That's
1: the you know. It gets me every
2: time, man. It gets me every time. Really? If, oh. You know
1: what? If it doesn't get you every time, you're you're not a human
0: being. Ah, I think honestly, and this is not a I I love Arnie. You know, just you know, just uh, he's fun to watch. Uh It's a great you know, every movie he's in is is he has this energy and presence that it, everybody just loves. I mean, that's why he was so succe- successful, and uh, you you could argue now he's not successful anymore, but he's still a draw. Um. But, I mean, the original Terminator, I mean, we're not going to get into it today. We can do it at some other time. But I still think that's his better performance because I was scared shitless of him when I was a kid. That was perfect. Uh, that's just my opinion. I, I, well, two,
1: a, a, a great movie, too. And, I, and I'm not going to argue with that. You know, obviously we don't need to get too much into the intricacies of the two. I guess we could, we could do a, a Terminator throwdown. We, maybe we can find some asshole who thinks
0: uh, Terminator Salvation's the best one. <laughs> yeah, just throw out uh, of the bus. To get
1: back to your question, uh, so that's my favorite. Uh, what's the best movie that I that I've ever seen? Um, you know, that's a that's a really difficult question. Um, uh, I I'll, okay, I'll give you I'll give you two that kind of popped into my mind, and both are. are Great movies that I enjoy watching. I mean, I've watched movies that I recognize as being really good that I don't particularly enjoy watching. Uh, an example of that
0: that uh, comes to mind is uh, Saving Private Ryan, which I think you're a fan of. Yeah, uh, I love love that movie. Yeah. Definitely great movie. I, I'd say you know, right up there with a lot of the great war movies. It is not a movie I enjoy sitting through at
1: all. Uh, but it is a good one. But uh, a couple movies that I do enjoy that, that are great, I think, that are up there with uh, the, some of the best that I've seen uh, would be uh, Apocalypse Now and uh, uh, Chinatown.
0: No, I knew you were going to say that.
1: What, Chinatown or Apocalypse yeah,
0: I I no, no. I, I love Apocalypse Now. I, right. I'm not the biggest fan of Chinatown. I think it's a bit overrated, but that's just me. Maybe that's a good one we can dive into some other time. I mean, like uh, throw down on that movie.
1: Yeah, I think we need it, and I think it's obscure enough. It's not too obscure, but I think it fits into what we're doing here. So we'll uh, we'll pencil Chinatown in for a future episode.
0: Yeah, no, that'll be good. That'll be good. Yeah. All, all right. So I'll I'll, I'll tell you mine. Um, I, I can just for favorite movies, I can list them all. I can give you my top five right away. Okay, so all
1: right, let's hear
0: the top five, man. <laughs> okay, okay. How about you guess what's my top five? You know me well enough. You tell me what you think my top five is. All right. In, so in any particular order, just give me the five best.
1: Okay, so I'm going to go with Empire Strikes Back. I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to go with uh, maybe First Blood. Uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, do I want to say Rocky? Huh. I wonder if Rocky
0: Five is up there because I know I've heard that story from you a few times. So I'm going to go with Ro- this. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay. I'll, I'll. We'll, we'll, okay. If you think Rocky Five is my, one of my favorites, this podcast might be over already. So, because <laughs> we're not going to have anybody listening to that <laughs> ever again. So, um, anyways, that's a. It's a good guess. I'll, I can tell you about Rocky Five specifically because you, you might be. Why, do
1: why don't you share the Rocky Five story for our for our listeners?
0: Okay. So uh, no, no, Rocky Five. Rocky Five I enjoyed it's actually one of my more surprisingly favorite movie theater going experiences and you and you know maybe listeners think I'm some from dumb hick town. maybe we are I'm not going to mention where we're from but um we are still a big city um but when when I went to see that and went to see it with a friend of mine who you know but I won't mention his name um uh when we went um and the have you seen Rocky five Okay, well, I mean, I think it's underrated, but it's definitely not the best Rocky movie. But um, at the end, it's a street fight. Normally, he's actually uh, boxing in a ring. As you know, he's a boxer, um, an actual fight. But here, it's just a street brawl. And when that brawl was happening, uh, everybody in the theater was energized. And I, people were standing up and shadow boxing during this thing. I'm not lying. I wasn't doing it. My friend wasn't doing it, but people all around us were doing it. I don't know if they were drunk. I don't know if they were high, but that's what was going on. And that's a memorable movie experience. When I see people actually get up, it wasn't the whole theater. And obviously the theater wasn't packed. <laughs> so, um, But yeah, some people were getting up and actually like cheering Rocky on and, and shadow boxing. And it was like, I was thrown back. It was my first experience seeing people applause even Star Wars, I don't remember. I remember people cheering for Star Wars uh, when, you know, the crawl came and everything like that. But after, like, in the movie, as the movie's going on, uh, people getting up and cheering and boxing, that was, that threw me back. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And wow. So that that's the Rocky V story. It's nothing more than that. Yeah, but I but think that's where you're getting a little bit confused, maybe.
2: Well, I mean, he
1: I didn't. I wasn't saying that you like good movies you know I, uh, maybe that was a half joke that I threw in there because I remember the story, hearing that story a few times um, alright okay. so we'll take Rocky okay. 5 off T- take games.
0: Rocky 5 off it's, it's not in my top 5 <laughs> so but it, what, what were your other picks you said Empire Strikes Back you said First Blood said First what Blood else did you, what else did you say
1: uh, let's see here I don't know. The list, the list probably gets pretty long. Those, those are my guesses.
0: So, okay. I, I guess. Okay. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you. So yes, okay. Empire is number one. Okay. Uh, uh, so you got that bang on. My opinion. It's my favorite movie ever made. You could one could argue it's the best movie ever made. I won't. I wouldn't go that far. But it's definitely up there for me. Even in the best movie that's ever been made. Uh, my second favorite movie is uh, Star Wars, like A New Hope. Yep. Then it's going to be Superman the movie. You should yeah, have had that one. Superman. You should have had that one. And, ah. uh, that one. Yeah, and sometimes that climbs that. up even higher. It, it gets dangerously close to number one, even, though you, even though you don't appreciate it. I love that movie. I,
1: there, okay, I got my problems with it, but let's keep going.
0: Okay, here. so then um, uh, Jaws and Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: Okay, yeah. I should have had all of those, really. I should have all of five, and I should have had them all in order.
0: But, yeah, you uh, should have. You should have. Um, I
1: should have. It's been a while since we've done this kind of thing, though, so I gotta get my gear. Listen, just before we go on, I don't want anybody to think that I'm not a fan of Superman the movie. I am a huge
0: fan of Superman the movie. I prefer the director's cut. Yeah, what the I Donner correct. cut? Oh, what are you, you talking don't like about? The but cut? that's Superman too. That's not Superman.
1: Yeah, there's a director's cut of Superman one. You got more stuff on uh, Krypton at uh, the start with uh, Marlon Brando. It's great.
0: No, no, I know, but I, oh, I I just thought when you said director's cut, it my mind jumped right to. Donner cut of Superman too, but anyway,s let's move on. Uh,
1: well, which is a different thing, but uh, no, I'm a big fan of the original Superman. It's great. Yeah, the third act falls apart for me
0: a little bit, but again, we we can we can hash that out another time. So yep, yep.
1: Uh, okay, well, what what do you is the best one you've seen?
0: Um, so that's for me is a quick quick and dirty answer. I I can't decide between 2001, The Space Odyssey. Which could be Good the choice. best it's well, I love that movie. I, I own it, I watch it quite a bit. Um, even though my wife uh, is bored to tears by that movie and doesn't understand it. I'm not quite sure I fully understand it, but I appreciate every aspect of that movie. Kubrick is a genius. Um I don't need to defend him. Uh, everybody loves that like most people love that movie. Um if their movie uh you know, movie you Love two thousand one. Yeah. Uh and then the next one is it's also part of my favorite movie list top five is Jaws. Just um the feat yeah, of I, pulling I, that off. Yeah. Um it just it's I would say that is near perfect for a movie.
1: Very well executed. I, I, I can agree with that.
0: Yeah. 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 So those are my I think the two best movies ever made. I, I couldn't tell you which out of the two is the best. I might give the the nod to two thousand one. But, um, I think
1: you'd have to give the nod to 2001 just on the, the the scope of the film and how, you know, when you get a film with that scope, you're running the risk of it becoming just a total unwieldy monster, right? And it was executed so well. Uh, Jaws had different challenges, but it's a smaller film, so your scope isn't quite as large. But within that, there weren't any misses in Jaws,
0: that's for sure. No. No, again, near perfect. Uh, what can yeah. I say? Uh, it's just amazing in all yeah. aspects. Yeah. And we can maybe talk about that in the future too, but we'll see. So no, I guess
1: I it might not be obscure enough, but
0: yeah, I I don't I, I think it's been talked enough to death as as well. And I'd probably I think both of us hacks will probably do an injustice to it if we do talk about it. Maybe right? so. Yeah. We are
1: pretty stupid.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what we are.
1: All right, I got a couple of questions for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Shoot. Uh, uh, so. What about a movie that you changed
1: your mind about over time, over whether it's a movie that you watched maybe when you were a kid and saw it as an adult and uh, you had a different opinion about it either time or just on multiple viewings over time. You uh, either grew to appreciate something or grew to sort of like something and then grew to
0: hate it. That's great. And this is one of, and this is not a setup, uh, folks. This is, actually, I'm glad you asked this. Because okay. um, this is one of the movies I was going to tell you off offline here as an obscure movie that we should look at, The Mosquito Coast, starring okay. Harrison Ford. Uh, I hated that movie when I was a kid, didn't understand it. I watched it on TV last year, I believe, and I was blown away. I love I've it. I've seen it. I've never seen it you never seen it? That's a movie we got to watch. we got to do. we got to do that one. All right. uh, I like that movie. I, I, I just grew to appreciate it a lot more. Um, a movie that I've depreciated a little bit is um, Superman 2, for example. Uh, I don't think that movie holds up as well. A lot of people like that movie better than Superman the movie. That's just a quick off the top of my head that I don't appreciate that movie as much anymore, even though I love Terrence Stamp as Zod. I still love Christopher Reeve. I just think the movie just... The effects are bad. I just think it doesn't work. Uh, you know, i will be a fun one to rip apart maybe one day or do an analysis on.
1: Yeah, I, I agree it doesn't hold up as well as the first
0: one. No, no, I, and I loved that even more when I was a kid for obvious reasons. You know, I had more action, yeah. but I I just, I can't almost, I pretty much almost can't watch it fully anymore. It just, it gets too ridiculous and it gets, the effects just really don't hold up. Um, I'm usually not a snob on that stuff, but it just, Oh, it's just. It just gets worse and worse and worse every time I, lo- I watch that movie. Yeah. And the Donner yeah. cut's even worse. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. Well, it's, I mean, it's an
1: unfinished cut. Yeah, it's not a finished so cut. So
0: yeah, I, don't, I don't need to see it, him reversing so the world. Yeah, I,
1: I, liked, I think I like parts of the director's cuts as, uh, as sort of a less goofy tone than, than the theatrical
2: version, but uh, no question that. You know, it's got its moments, but no question it does not. Have
0: the staying power of a Superman movie. Yeah. Wow. So then, I guess, I'll dive into another, we can, you know, quickly talk about this as well. Like, um, again, we talked about our favorite movies and what the best movies are. Was there a specific movie, and I I want you to throw Star Wars out the window because that's going to be everybody's influence. What movie influenced you most as a kid? Is there one outside of Raiders of the Lost Ark or a Star Wars movie that really influenced you? Like, I'd say mold your personality or that you really uh, maybe attached yourself to or you had a moral code based around a character or a movie or something like that. And I guess that applies to T2. Please don't say T2 again. Well, no, T2 would have been too, you know, I was a teenager when I saw Terminator 2, so I was already, uh, you know, past a certain point. So I don't know that. That Terminator Two influenced my uh, personality or development or anything like that. Um, other than the fact that I, you know, probably took a few beatings in junior high because I wore a Terminator Two shirt like every single day at school. But did I have that same shirt as you did? And you pointed it out.
1: Shit, I don't know, man. It's uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. And it's just like it's like Arnie's face, right? Yeah, it's just
0: like from the poster. He's sitting on the motorcycle, right? No, no, not that one. That's the classic one. The one I had. It's just his face. And half is like the side cy- the, the cyborg, and the other half is is Arnie, and like his eyes red or whatever. It's not the classic, you know, him on the motorcycle picture. That's the poster. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, but I'd say you know, influence in childhood
1: as opposed to uh, personality is probably Ghostbusters, uh, because um, and and I think that my parents will agree. And not be happy about because of Bill Murray being such a sarcastic motherfucker in that movie. Uh, I don't know where I uh, where else I could have gotten you know my sense of humor other than than that film. So that was that was a pretty big influence on me. Um, other than that, uh, Back to the Future was probably another really big influence just on my development. How so? And, and personality. Well. When I said before about movies that really capture your imagination, uh, you know, again, I come from a family that loves movies, or maybe more than just movies, but the, a family that really loves storytelling. And you know, whether that's books or TV, movies, you know, it's really, it's just been a really important part of my whole life uh, because for my family that was really important. And when I talked about a film that really captured my imagination, all the movies through the 80s uh, did that, but that was the one that probably did it uh, the most. And I think the reason why is because I remember as a six year old kid in 1985 having watched this movie and trying to piece together logically how the time travel worked. Like he goes back in time and he's got the photo that slowly dissolving. Uh, and he, you know he sets into motion these events, and then when he, and then going back to the future, when he uh, watches the scene in the mall parking lot where he's watching himself and Doc get you know ch- get run down by the Libyan terrorists. And I remember like I did the not-
2: Libyans. Libyans. <laughs> 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 Great scene, if you don't mind.
1: You know the generic uh, racist caricature of terrorists, which he just can't do anymore.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, my sister always points that out. That they are not even speaking in that language. It's just something else. It's entirely. It's gibberish. It's like, it's like, (laughs) Uh, you know, the guy with the RPG and the the guy in the. I mean, coming out of the hood of that Volkswagen van or whatever. is
1: crazy. But um, but trying to figure out how that was supposed to work and trying and talking out with uh, with my family. uh, I think that shapes because that is now. I'm a, I like to use logic and reason just to, to problem solve, to get through day-to-day uh, life, you know, get through school. And I think that the seeds of that were planted back then and trying to break down, what do I see? I see a problem here that doesn't make sense to me, so uh, how can I how can I figure this out? Yeah.
0: No, I understand. Um, for me, uh, I guess there's a lot of these concepts were, you know, dealt with a little bit more for me watching star trek um, but i I understand um where you're coming from completely uh, that is um it can be mind blowing i don't know when you got into Star Trek because I know you do love star trek um, hope i'm not embarrassing you by saying that i, I I'm proud to love star yeah, trek.
1: yeah, a couple of guys geeking out over obscure movies i don't mention that I'm a star trek fan yeah that's just not going to work. <laughs> that's true are you kidding
2: come on no actually star trek was an early influence too because my mom was a big fan of the original series so you know i watched
1: tons of reruns in the early 80s before uh and when watched all the movies and stuff That my mom was a huge fan
0: oh yeah like um when i was talking earlier about you know how the saturday morning cartoons were you know part of the early 80s childhood experience um when at noon when those cartoons pretty much ended bam my dad would come home from groceries um and he'd make us some kind of lunch a sandwich or or even stop at mcdonald's and get us something even on the way these are the memories i have but at noon star trek came on and we all watched it as a family and those are heavy memories for me um as a kid so always loved it still love it uh um will always appreciate it but I mean that was a big influence uh, for me as well Star Trek Um, I I can tell you I mean aside from uh, the obvious answer Star Wars um, you know because you you look at a character like Luke and you know he's um, mythological character you know the classic Joseph Campbell um, (coughs) you know character arc um, maturity you you latch on to that and everybody did uh by the way, I mean, a segue, I don't know why people love Han Solo more than Luke Skywalker. I understand he's cool, but it's not his story. That doesn't make any sense. To me. But anyways, um movie that you even guessed as one of my favorite movies. First Blood did influence me quite a bit as a child. Um yeah, you know, and you know, um as a minority growing up in a in a white neighborhood, uh, I was obviously picked on quite substantially. Um, uh, and had a hard time fitting in. And when I watched first blood, I obviously immediately latched onto uh, the character of Rambo. Um, Later on, you just loved the senseless violence, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) and the ridiculous situations he got into. But for me, seeing how he was bullied and picked on and not understood, that was a character that I latched onto quite quickly. Um, and, And that's, and, and, you know, going on later, I mean, even now, First Blood is just an amazing movie on its own. It has not nothing to do with the fact that he's bullied I mean, even though that's part of the story and how their Vietnam vets returning were, you know, abused and criticized and, you know, called all sorts of names and disrespected. But um, that's, you know, as a kid who'd never fit, fit in and was kind of a loner, even though I had a couple of friends, I felt like a loner. Um, that movie really... Um, Meant a lot to me as a kid, so that that influenced me. It it, it kind of made me a little, a little stronger emotionally. I know, things can turn out okay, even though it really doesn't turn out okay for him. <laughs> it's like it's, at the end, he goes to prison. It's like that's not really what I am talking about, but <laughs> at least he, you know, found I guess a little bit of peace, inner peace, inner strength, um, um, to just kind of stand, you know, stand up. I'm not saying he's standing up and shoot some police officers or anything like that. I'm just saying finding that inner strength and inner peace and resolving some of the conflicts on your own the right way, not the wrong way. And that's kind of the message I took from that. And that's one of the reasons as a child I loved that movie quite a bit. So that's the movie that I am Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So then I guess the last question I have for you is just um, maybe is there a particular genre you kind of avoid or are you kind of open to anything? I mean... I guess that might even relate to this podcast. Is there going to be a certain genre you're going to say I don't even want to touch that with a ten foot pole?
1: I, I don't. Uh, I don't think it's fair to say that there's a genre that I want to stay away from. I mean, I'm not a big rom com fan, uh, but that's got nothing to do with the genre. It's got more to do with just you know certain movies or shit that tend to fall into that genre because it's uh, certain.
0: It's, are we talking about ninety nine percent or fifty uh, percent? It is
1: what it is, right? I mean. Uh, uh, you only have so much room to move within that particular genre at least it seems to because the movies all follow the same tropes the same structure uh, nobody's really doing anything interesting there right now I'm not saying that's not the genre's fault maybe it's the fault of the filmmakers and the, and the movie studios that are making those types of movies um, but I'm not a fan of that uh, generally uh, I'm not a big uh, I'm not a big horror fan I know you you definitely like the horror movies. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a big fit for me genre-wise. But that being said, there are horror movies that I do like.
0: Nick, Nick, give, actually, I'm curious because I know you're... I know we've... On Halloween, you've come over to my house. We've watched a couple of really bad ones. Maybe we can get into those too. But um, um, is there any horror movie that you do like? Legitimate horror. Like I'm not talking yeah. about something like Ghostbusters, which is a comedy. I'm talking yep. about legitimate um, horror. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: you know, we watched. Uh, speaking of, uh, of what you just referenced, there, we watched uh, *The Cabin in the Woods*. Um, was that last year or the year before?
0: Uh, last I, year, yeah. You enjoyed yeah. that one?
1: Yeah, I, I, uh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, Again,
0: really enjoyed I don't know movie. if that's a true horror. You could say it's a horror movie, but oh it my god, a, it's, it's more. A bit s- of a of a horror it's movie. a little bit more satirical, in it's, my opinion.
1: It is, yeah, it is. Uh, the original *Nightmare on Elm Street* is uh, a movie I like quite a bit. Um,
2: and, and past that, I mean, uh, I know alien is, is, sci-fi,
1: but, uh, alien's gotta be, it's, it's horror sci-fi and I yeah.
0: really, invite, I mean, oh alien yeah, shit, it's alien, right? I, I, I'd, I I'd, I'd tell you right now, that's probably, I, I classify that as horror. It's probably yeah. that or Jaws again, Jaws, is that a horror? Is it a thriller? Um, somewhere uh, in between. I guess. Somewhere yeah, in between. So obviously right. those are the two best picks. Yeah. Um, or you could talk about The Exorcist or the Shining and movies like that. They're all good. My um, I grew up more on the slasher side, M- more for the sense of just getting a look at some TNA. Uh, essentially, that's pretty much the only access I had to that stuff. So. Uh, yeah, that's true. And it that, draws a lot of boys to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you don't mind them splattered in blood, I suppose. That's a uh,
1: that's an odd thing that that became a thing, the, the slasher TNA type of type of movie. Um, there's some odd psychology at play there, but I guess we don't need to get to that. No. Um, what's, what's your uh, sorry? What were you going to say? No, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, absent of you know your the, the,
0: your top five favorites or the movies that had the influences on you, what's like. Your go-to film, your it's the Quiet Night. You got a bag of
1: chips and a beer, and you just want to watch something that you just you. It's your go-to. Uh,
0: you don't have to like dig into anything too deep or
1: too heavy. you sit there. It's like, yeah, it was awesome.
0: Honestly, I mean, you know what? Now there's there's no go-to anymore. Um, you know, obviously, now in the age we live in today, TV now is. Um, it's a bit more in-depth uh, You have a lot more continuing story arcs uh, that, that go in there Or even I go back and watch comedies I find myself going latching onto TV now more than, more than movies If I just want to sit back And have a laugh Or really get into something So it's a little bit more difficult for me to say What's my go-to movie um, Even the top five I've watched them so many times um, it, it's hard for me to just throw them in. Uh, it really is a struggle if I, want, I sit there and actually look. I waste more time looking for a movie to pop in than I do just saying, here's my go-to, I'm lazy, I want to throw something in, I can't do that anymore. You know, it used to be Star Wars when I was a kid. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, or Indiana Jones, or Superman, or you know, Rambo, or Terminator, or Predator, and so on and so on. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. There's no go-to for me. Yeah, unfortunately I wish there was
1: well no I mean I, I kind of have the same thing get Diminishing Returns I mean if you're going to watch one of the favorites it's like any reason no it's almost like Special Occasion or somebody hasn't seen it before or, or whatever
2: right yeah it's not just that's uh, Wednesday not nothing to do I'm going to pop in Apocalypse Now you know you don't do
1: that kind of stuff
0: no 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 even I used to even throw in you know old favorites in the background anymore I can't even do that anymore yeah
1: uh, I do that occasionally, but I do that
0: less and less now. It's more TV. Yeah, it's more TV, uh, definitely. Um, yeah, maybe we can even talk about that in a future podcast. It's just the transition from um, what's popular now. Like, more people want to watch good TV than hit the theaters, right? So that's definitely something that the entertainment industry is dealing with these days.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully something to talk about in the
0: future. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, so I guess that kind of takes care of introducing ourselves so um so I get we you still up for talking about something today? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so just so we can wing it since we have nothing really prepared uh before we start uh, our first uh movie review um obviously we will talk about certain event movies. We've talked about some of our favorite movies already today. So I guess if you don't mind, we can hit uh the big event movie of the year, which will come up in mid December. Uh, star wars the force awakens um obviously we won't talk about any spoilers here i do know a few spoilers if they are spoilers but we won't mention anything here in terms of spoilers except for maybe what we've seen already that's been officially released um i guess i just wanted to ask you what are you excited for it are you anticipating are you uh like extremely optimistic cautiously optimistic or are you pessimistic where do you fall well, I'll say, I'll say this. Um, you know,
1: I was uh, excited and cautiously optimistic uh, at first when, uh, you know, I, I remember when the announcement came out that Disney had bought Lucasfilm, and, there, and then Star Wars Episode Seven was announced within thirty seconds. You're the one who uh, informed me of that uh, when it first happened a couple years
0: ago. I was on the bus, and like literally, the internet broke. Yeah, yeah. And I get broke and I, and I, I was just listening, listening to some streaming some music and it just stopped I tried to go online I could not get back on like my bus ride is an hour and a half so yeah. I mean like I waited 45 minutes to get back online and when I did I usually go I'll hit a news site I'll say what the fuck happened usually news doesn't do that so after quickly looking at the news then I go to an entertainment site and then there it was boom right there yeah. Lucas sold it to Disney it was a pretty
1: crazy uh, announcement, and uh, you know, once I got, you know, got my eyes on the first footage, the first teaser, and then the second teaser. Um, I'm letting go of all of my cynicism, and I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm super pumped, and uh, you know what? If it lets me down, I'll, I'll deal with that in December. But from now till then, it's it's nice to kind of feel like a kid again with something like this thing, this big coming.
0: Do you know anything about the movie? I don't have any uh, plot details I'm, I'm good about staying away from from that stuff um, I only
2: know like the real mainstream top-level stuff that's come out like I've watched both trailers obviously um, I've seen all of the official photos that have been released so you know I know the characters I don't know the characters names
1: the new characters I've read them and uh, um, but I, I don't know any of the uh, speculation or plot uh, analyses or anything, anything like that. So just the the top level official
0: release stuff that's right on the surface is everything that I'm aware of. No, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah, I, I you told...
1: Always say you're gonna go spoiler free. This will be the fourth Star Wars movie that you said you're gonna go spoiler free for, and I'm assuming you're not. You're not. Uh, <laughs> you falling off the wagon, I
0: guess. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> long long ago. But I'm not as. I'm now cut off. Like I don't go searching for anything more. Once the second trailer hit, I stopped. Yeah. But so, did you have you since
1: watched the second trailer?
0: Yeah, I did. I told you I wouldn't, and I held out for about three weeks, but I caved. It's a pretty good trailer. You got it. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's good. It's it it's a gr- It's a good trailer. I'm glad it's. I still prefer the prequel trailers. I thought they were. Uh, compa- trailers, they're, like they're amazing trailers um i'm glad this trailer isn't giving too much away yet um i i won't tell you where i think certain scenes fall in the movie based on what i know to me it seems a little obvious but um uh from what i know but i won't get into that i i'm glad he's playing his mystery box uh jj uh, abrams uh i actually hope they don't even release another trailer I know they will because I think he already announced he'll release something in the fall sometime. But um, uh, based on what he said at Comic Con, but uh, I won't. I'm going to do my best to stay away from that because I do want to maintain some element of surprise. Um, I know some things. I don't know all the things. What I've heard, if it's true, I'm cautiously optimistic. There are certain things I've heard that I do not anticipate that I'll like, but it's all execution and. I need context, and, um, so it's hard, I don't want to judge a book by its cover, right? So, um, we'll we'll see. Uh, I am glad that he's going on the more practical side of things. I'm, I'm glad I haven't seen a lens flare yet. I believe I haven't seen one, but... No,
1: there are, there if you, there are lens flares, but what I read, uh, and I don't even know where I came across, but I read, like, a detailed scrub of the, uh, of the second teaser, and just sort of, and and the objective of that was just to sort of analyze the visual style to see if it was consistent with uh, the six movies that have come before, and with and with JJ's style, right? And obviously, uh, 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 famous for the lens flare, and and so that was brought up in the in in the analysis, and it was uh, that there is lens flare in the second teaser, in particular, in the scene where there's in the hangar where the Tie Fighter is blowing up all of the stormtroopers there's lens flare in there that's consistent with the style of the other six movies where you would in fact see that uh that optical effect oh that's good so um
0: i mean I, i'm not gonna hear a, a sit here and bitch should be one of the millions on the internet bitching about jj's lens flares i mean yeah you know, it's a small s- issue, let's small face. small issue i know he's gonna cut it back uh based on everything we've seen and I'm glad. What I really like is the return to the practical effects. You know, Muppetry, um, the costumes, real sets, relocations, just like the original trilogy. They obviously want to go for that feel. I completely agree. It was one of the problems with the prequels, even though I st- like elements of the prequels. I don't think they're utter failures like 99% of the internet does. Um, but they aren't uh, perfect movies either. Um, a lot of problems with them. Uh, in the end, it's going to come down to story. Just I can I'm one of those guys that can forgive a lot of things. I, I don't really I'm not a stickler on uh, bad effect movies or uh, too much CGI. As long as the movie is good, um, if the story makes sense and it's logical, the issue I find I'm going to guess here. And again, this is not based on what I know. And again, we only we're only going to be one movie in after December. It is going to be a trilogy, so we'll see what happens. It's really about balancing out the cast, the original three, versus these new guys. Obviously, the new, younger generation of actors and characters here, it's going to be their story mainly. But when you bring those original three characters back, Lou, Khan, and Leia, how are you going to win? Is there that right balance that you're going to find? Or J.J. and Lawrence Kasdan and Kathleen Kennedy, did they find that balance? please everybody and obviously you're not going to make a movie that's going to please everybody but this is star wars this isn't just your run-of-the-mill um popcorn movie summer popcorn movie that's coming out this is the movie and i i don't know i still think it's going to divide divide the fan base that's my prediction i think personally i think that the critics are going to love it and they're going to love it on purpose just to give the finger to george lucas They'll always give the finger to George. Poor George can't win. Um he's been unfairly treated whether it's partially deserved or not. Um but I, I think critics'll will, this this'll will probably end up being very, rated very high on Metacritic and sites like Rotten Tomatoes and just your average uh newspaper journalist or movie critic will love it. Just because that'll be the thing to do. You know, JJ's you know, the flavor of the month, Kathleen Kennedy's very respected in the industry. Um, it's a Disney movie now so you got Bob Iger's influence Uh, you're going to find that the critics are going to love it I think the fans will love it at first but I think over the test of time just like with Phantom Menace I think more people like that movie now than they initially did even though it's still critically panned Um, I think that it's going to divide the fan base. this trilogy, I think especially this one too that's just my feeling what do you think? Well, I think there's definitely
1: some interesting points that you raised there. Uh, the the balance between the uh, the old cast and and the new, and sure, it's really exciting to think that we're going to see those characters again. Uh, and that's certainly a big draw for a lot of us that uh, you know that remember the original trilogy when it was first around and not through you know the re-releases and whatnot. So it's exciting to think that you know. We Wow, we're actually going to see these, these characters again. But you're you're right um, that the torch needs to be passed. And how are they going to? How's that going to look? So, what that means. And I, I'm the same as you. If the story's good, I don't care too much about the talk about practical effects versus CG. I mean, yeah, I, I love the look of the practical effects, and I, I definitely think that it adds certain realism to it. But. Um, if the story's good, who cares? You know, if the story's good and the performances are good, then it's going to work, regardless of if
2: they go practical effects or, or CG. I, I I think that the prequels um, look great. Aside from the only thing I really don't like are all the digital sets that they used, especially.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, and it. and it's dated. It's already dated.
2: Yeah,
1: it's already dated. Like the first one was a little bit more practical when it came to location and, and sets. Yep. But two three, uh, yeah, the digital sets are, um, yeah, they're, they're dated and, and they really do pull you out.
2: But that, that in, in my opinion, you look at the prequels as the least of their problems. Yeah, of course. You come, you know, when you, if you, if the story works and the is well written and the and the
1: new guys, the new uh, cast, they have good chemistry, then I think it's going to work. Uh, is it going to divide the fan base? Yeah, maybe. Who gives a shit?
0: Yeah, you could you could as as say. I, I mean, as long as I like it, I'm happy, uh, and I think
1: that, like I say, I'm I, I love the the style of what I've seen. I, I like the look. Uh, I like the look of the new uh, the new cast members, and I'm excited, man. I, and maybe maybe will I'll be hugely disappointed on December eighteenth or whatever, but I got a good feeling about this.
0: I had a bad feeling about this. That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you do that on purpose or what?
1: I, well, I was winging it, but it, I did do it on purpose. But it's not like I wrote it down in advance.
0: <laughs> no, Um. I, I'm still looking cool. forward to it. You know, obviously I'm going to be there opening night. Um. My worry is a little bit on Lawrence Kasdan still pulling pulling it off with J.J. Uh, it's interesting that they jettisoned a lot of George's ideas. I still think – I mean – Uh, I heard rumors and this is not going to be really spoilers about the movie but I think they jettisoned the idea probably wisely so George wanted to make the uh, heroes a little younger I'm glad that they went made them older um I think in the end the success of this movie will be how well these new three heroes um is go how well are they going to act and are they going to have any chemistry I really don't have a lot of faith that J.J. is the right director to bring out those performances. Um, I think he's a bit overrated uh, as a director um, so far from what I've seen. Aside from the lost pilot, I haven't even liked a movie that he's directed. Uh, I found elements of movies that he's directed very well done, and he sure is He's technically sound. It's the performances that I'm a bit worried about. You know, one can go back and argue, "Oh, Super Eight, Super Eight, he directed those kids." You know, you know what? It was, um, it was an ET ripoff. Yeah,
2: so, it, it, well, it was meant to be.
0: Uh, I know it's meant to be an homage.
1: I'm, I'm kind of hold on with Super Eight too. I like parts of it, but you're right. Who cares about those kids? I mean, you're, you're. It's luck of the draw when you're taking young kids into a movie.
0: Oh yeah. Of course. I mean, I'm sure even Spielberg got lucky directing. You know, Drew Barrymore. I mean, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, she she was probably ahead of her time at that age. Anyways, she probably just got lucky. But in, that's part of the casting process too, right? So yeah, you have to have the right true. casting uh, to begin with. Uh, so, but I am
1: glad they went older. I agree with you there. I, I you know, once all is said and done, uh, I, I'd love to read or know uh, just what George's original ideas were and how how i want to know how far along he got in that process how well formulated it was
0: yeah i know um and, and nobody knows it'll be interesting to see if that ever comes out in a maybe a making of book or something like that um i, I doubt they're gonna want to reveal too much it'll obviously depend how well the, the movies are critically accepted uh, then they'll probably volunteer that information. But for me, still, George is still the heart of Star Wars. And, and his ideas, his core ideas, are still still what makes the original trilogy and the elements, like the core elements of the prequel trilogy work. Where, where the prequel trilogy does work, which are a few areas it does, not every area. But it's still his ideas that I like. He just needed somebody, like everybody says... He needed a, a no-man, someone to bounce ideas back at him, saying, no, this isn't going to work. And that was Lawrence Kasdan. Now, <laughs> Lawrence Kasdan of the 80s is a different... Lawrence, uh, this Lawrence Kasdan of today is a different Lawrence Kasdan compared to the 80s. So, I'm a little worried there, too. Uh, you know, you keep hearing him talk at Comic-Con. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know I, I know how these characters talk. I know how these characters talk. But, I mean, you know what? He's written garbage shit since the mid 80s so uh, I'm a bit worried I think he's a bit overrated I think the fans have just made him the hero of the original trilogy you know oh yeah he wrote Raiders he wrote Empire he wrote Return of the Jedi oh he did the big chill he did Body Heat but you know what if you uh, did did you ever read that transcript I sent you from Raiders of the Lost Ark that storyboard written transcript where it was him Spielberg and Lucas in a room Bouncing ideas on what Raiders of the Lost Ark is going to be, and what the story beats are, what the dialogue is going to be. Did you ever read that? I remember sending to you, that to you a long time ago.
1: Yeah, maybe, but I don't recall. So I'm
0: going to tell you right now: the most sane man in that room was George Lucas. Yeah. Spielberg had wacky ideas. Um, he was he was a loon, like seriously, um, like you know, the jumping out of the plane, swinging monkeys, the roller coaster. Uh, ride from Temple of Doom, all those kind of eating monkey brains, all those kind of things he wanted to even put back into Raiders of the Lost Ark. He he had some of those ideas that were really wacky and and same thing with Lawrence Kasdan, it was George that was the one who was saying, "No, no, no, we got to keep it gritty, we got to keep it real. I don't want to do that. That's a bad idea." So, yeah. I find it very curious that it was George who really melt molded Raiders of the Lost Ark personally um at least a story more than Kasdan and Spielberg, and you know George may have you know lost himself as he's built his Lucasfilm empire, and that's definitely his downfall. Um, worrying more about technology, you know, just like probably James Cameron's going to be the next George Lucas, in my opinion, um, with his dumbass Avatar films. Sorry to those who like Avatar; it was a dumb movie. Yeah, screw. You. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's just like he's just in that world now of. Oh, technology, yeah, all, so it's the same thing, thing you know? yeah. So uh, I'm a bit worried that is Kasdan really going to find that balance again? Is he gonna, or was it more George than Kasdan even back then? And George yeah. is a nice and humble guy. He's not going to go out and say, "No, it was me, 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 me." I don't see George that like that. No. No, so you
1: know what? It's hard to say. And when you you know when you look at uh, the writing process in Hollywood. The names that are on the scripts, uh, you know what? Sometimes they have less input in the actual writing process. that There's script doctors that come in, people who come in to polish the dialogue, people who don't get credits on on any of this stuff. Uh, stuff that happens on the set that's rewritten. I mean, uh, yeah, is Kazdin supposed to be the savior here? Well, I don't know. Um, great. So he worked on, uh, you know, some movies thirty years ago. Good for him. Yeah, I, I'm the same with you. I don't, I don't uh, have a lot of faith that just because he's on it, it's going to be good and classic. But I guess we'll we'll have to see. Who knows? Maybe they can capture some of that lightning again.
0: Yeah, it's, it's going to be difficult. Um, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. You know, my my worry again it, when I go down back down to J.J. Abrams and not trusting him is. Is he just going to riff on what has come before? Um that seems to be a lot of his style. Um you know, he's cleverly hid behind um his patsies, uh, what, Lindelof and Or Orca or Orchi or, or-, 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 or whatever his name whatever his name yes. is. <laughs> or or-, 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 or- to- <laughs> um, yeah, um he's hidden behind those guys f- um for the stuff he's done on other, other projects. Um but I still think he had creative control of every single major decision, so, including the story. So everything goes through him. So I'm a bit worried he's going to say, "Well, is he is he going to homage? Is he going to riff too much?" I mean, I'm not talking about like lines like, "Oh, I got a bad feeling about this." And may the force be with you. Is he going to take direct scenes and direct story beats from the original movies, um, and just have it repeat here again. Well, I,
1: think, I think that
2: he will take on some of, those, some, of those, uh, some of those story beats. I think that
1: that's likely to happen. But that being said, um, isn't that kind of how it's structured anyway?
0: Yes, and, and, and that's a fair point. I mean, um, you know, I'm here trying to defend George, but I mean, George did the same thing with the prequels. There was a lot of... Story beats that were repetitive, and he even admitted it's it's like like a, a poem. It rhymes. Yeah, um, things, that is how he described. It. Yeah. Certain cer- certain things will repeat. It's just you know part of the story and part of the destiny uh, of these characters. But I think it's time now to move move past that because I don't want to see the same story beats play out again and again and again. Because that's where my concern comes from. I'd rather them go away in the past or way in the future and do a brand new thing. I like that they're doing these side movies, anthology movies. They're talking about, um, except for the stupid Han Solo one that they announced. I think that's a mistake. That's yeah, uh, so uh, just ridiculous. Uh, again, I don't know why that character is so popular, but whatever. Hopefully, that'll be the that's... end. But ho- hopefully, that'll be the end of it, and everyone will say, "You know what? This guy really wasn't interesting to begin with." So, I'm hoping that actually that movie bombs because I, I don't want to see that movie. But you will. Uh, I'll watch it on Netflix. That's the one Star Wars... No, I'm not seeing that in the theater, man. I'm telling you that right now. I have no interest watching a young Han Solo movie. You
1: know what? I actually have no interest in watching a young Han Solo movie either. That's the dumbest idea they've, they've had so far.
0: Yeah, but Rogue but One is going to look... Is is sweet. Sounds sweet.
1: Yeah, I dig that idea.
0: Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. So...
1: Um, yeah? Yeah. So let me ask you this. You're walking out of the new Star Wars movie, Episode Seven. And it's awesome. You're coming out of there and you're going, that was awesome. What makes it a success?
0: Again, I'm going to be, you're playing a hypothetical because I'm pretty much now, after Phantom Menace, um, I came out of Attack of the Clones thinking that was awesome, immediately wanting to enjoy it on purpose. And that was a piece of shit movie in the end. Like right. oh, oh, as a test of time, that's the worst Star Wars movie in my opinion. It's absolute garbage. Um, I yeah. mean, aside from the score and maybe certain action, couple action scenes, um, there really isn't much to take away from that movie. Um, right. um, and then with Revenge of the Sith, I I came out very reserved. I don't know if you did you were you there at that showing with me? Yes, I was very reserved, and you were just. I remember you saying, "Oh yeah, yeah," you were. You're going to hate it anyways. I remember you saying something along those lines because I wasn't jumping for joy. I wasn't jumping for joy and I wasn't mad or upset. I was just kind of eh. Because I wanted to kind of judge it um, over time. And I'm going to be like that now with this one. I don't think I'm going to be coming out saying it's awesome. Um, Again, because I know a couple things, I'm already a little cautiously optimistic. So I might come out saying, oh, this is better than I thought, or it's about about the same where I think it's going to be, right? Again, it's going to be execution, but I'm not going to be saying it's fucking the best thing I've ever seen. I can tell you that right now. Well, let's say, forget about that, but objectively speaking, what makes it a
1: success? I'm not talking like a financial success, but what makes this, what makes this one a success? What makes it work?
0: See this. This 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 movie is going to be special in the sense that if it's a normal movie, I could say acting, directing, effects—is does it look real? It does the story work? Those things still apply. Is the music good? I have no. I have absolute confidence in John Williams. If there's one thing I know, this movie is going to kick ass in. It's going to be the score. Oh yeah, uh, sound Right. So I mean, that's the one confidence. Um, one piece of confidence I have. No matter what, I know that's going to work. No, you know, no matter what. I I just think. The, the balance of the original trilogy characters, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm there for them. You announce them, I'm there for them now. If you don't announce them, I have no expectations. Now, I have expectations. And, and that's my fault. But I can't let that go. I shouldn't have those expectations. Do you, un- you understand what I mean? Yeah, but I the fact understand. that you're bringing these legendary characters, this is the big three. There's no other big three in any other movies. No, this is it. This is it. When it comes to pop culture, you know, like, you know, talking about the franchise, the characters, except for Darth Vader himself, you got these three characters and you're bringing them back and it's got to work. And if it doesn't work and it may not work in this movie because we're going to have to judge it over three movies. Right. So I can't tell you how mad or happy I'm going to be because it, it, I think he it's an impossible task, and that's why I say it's going to divide the fan base. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's a mistake to bring them back. I think they shouldn't even be there.
1: It's a big risk, that's for sure, but the fact that they are there, I mean,
2: let's face it, the level of excitement is lower if they're not there. Yeah,
0: but now you're, you understand what I mean. They're there, I have expectations now.
1: Yeah, but I kind of like the anticipation.
0: Oh, I'm anticipating it too, but I mean, I don't know. It's a very difficult question to answer. What's really going to work? I mean, what is it going to mean for me, for this movie to be a success? It's going to be, are those original characters treated with respect? Um, Because I care about them more than I do about these new new characters, even if I I don't even know if this is true, so uh, it's not me knowing something because I don't know are are any of these three new three leads the kids of these original characters I don't know that Um, even if they are I don't really don't give a fuck at this point
1: Um, yeah it doesn't and it doesn't really matter if they are or aren't I think that's a non that's a non-factor for me
0: yeah it it really is a non-factor so I mean i think that they're gonna the new characters will make or break the movies it's really going to be their acting and their chemistry together um can jj pull that off i think he has a better chance than lucas because lucas isn't a character i mean the actor actor's director i think jj may not be an actor's the perfect actor's director either but i think he's probably better at it than lucas at this this stage in his life oh yeah for sure and i I grant jj that it's quite obvious that lucas that's not lucas's forte and expertise But um, it's going to come down to them, how well they're going to act together, is their chemistry together. I have faith now in what we've seen for the practical effects, so I have complete faith that they're going to blend that well with state-of-the-art CGI. I don't think anything's really going to look fake. Um, I think the costumes are going to be amazing. I think the score is going to be amazing. Uh, It's also going to come down to the villains, and that's where I think, how do you top (laughs) Palpy and how do you top Vader? Uh, I don't. That is a challenge. Uh, well,
1: it's a challenge. I, I agree. Uh, there's a question mark there, but you can't top them, so you
2: can't try. Yeah. But so, so that's. I think that is going to be a
1: real difficult piece because, and the only thing that really worries me is uh, you
0: take the original trilogy and you take the prequel trilogy, and they're telling the same story, right? Yeah. It, well, they're telling one story. One, yeah, yeah, And it ends with the death of Darth Vader, right? Yep. So now when you...
1: you you're tacking these three on to the end, and it doesn't ha- And I don't know... What, like what's the connective tissue now? Right? It's more of just... Now it's like it's a... It's just a sequel. It's not a continuing saga. Hmm. And, and I think that that's an issue for it without knowing if there is any other connective tissue. I mean, obviously,
2: we've got the... Uh, uh, you know the trio from from the original trilogy. Obviously, they're there, but it's still they were the characters in that story, but it wasn't really their story, right? It was Luke's story, but it was Anakin Skywalker's story. Yeah, and he's gone now. So whose story is it now?
0: Exactly. Um, so, so again, so they, so they got to do something completely different with the villains because they can't just make uh, new bad guys who
1: are in the same vein as them. So those as Vader and Palpatine, because that doesn't make doesn't make sense. You can't talk to them.
0: Well, yeah, you can't top them, and then, like, what, What? again, that's, when you come down to it, are they going to be worthy villains? Are these just going to be hacks, like your villain of the week, Um, or are these actually going to be Sith villains? Like, are they going to be masters of the dark side? Like, you know what I mean? Like, are they going to be, I I hate to put quantitative terms in terms of villainy, but are they going to be as powerful as... Say Darth Vader, or as Palpatine, because before, I mean, the the Jedi didn't see them for millennia, right? And now all of a sudden, then you had Palpy's reigns for thir- uh, reign of, of uh, power for thirty years, and um, wherever long that was, and now we're talking about okay, now it's a thirty-year gap, and we have some, you know, those guys were defeated. Now it's thirty years later. Oh, all of a sudden we got a brand new empire. Whether it's an offshoot, it's probably an offshoot in my opinion. Some remnants of the empire formed to make this first order thing, um, but the villains themselves, like the head honchos, who obviously should have force powers, and we've seen one of them with that cross lightsaber. Um, where do these guys come from, and how powerful are they?
2: Yeah, and I don't want uh, I don't want more flunkies. I mean, one of the most disappointing moments for me in uh, in the prequels in Episode One was. Um, you know, when Darth Maul kicks it at the end. Like, well, who's this badass guy who's been tearing up the screen for the last two hours and he's dead?
1: Like, who are the bad guys here?
0: Yeah, who's like, <laughs> he well, the flunky? Well, what did you want him to do? Twirl a, twirl a mustache and giggle and run away?
1: <laughs> I don't know about the giggling,
0: but twirling a mustache went, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, he was, uh, he was just a flunky and, and then uh, followed by uh, um, Christopher Lee's flunky and I think that was the mistake. I think that's where you drop the ball is, is Dooku. It's not Maul.
1: You just use the same. It's, they just dropped the. They just.
2: They dropped continuity between the films at that point. And so if I get another
1: flunky who's going to be dead at the end of episode seven, and just another, you know, uh, uh, puppet master behind the scenes, that's going to be a disappointment
2: for me.
0: I'm pretty sure, sh- I, I, I don't know this as a spoiler, but you know, since we already know that Adam Driver has been cast as as the villain. Yes. Uh, I, I, and I'm pretty confident that he's the guy with that lightsaber in the first trailer. I, I think he'll... That's, that is him, yeah. I, I'm assuming he is going to live past this movie. I don't know that as a spoiler. I think they've also learned their lesson because of what you just said. Yeah. Um with with Darth Maul, all the fans wanted to keep him around because he was good. Uh, I I think he'll he'll be there till the end. I, and again, that's what I mean. I think they're gonna go back to all the original trilogy beats. So, you know, Vader lasted. He was there from beginning to end. The puppet master was Palpatine. Was behind the scenes from beginning to end, even though he he only was seen in the last movie. Um, when we're talking about the original three, yeah. um, so you're gonna get something here. I, I am looking forward to Andy Serkis. I'm assuming he's playing that. Puppet Master, because nobody's that's, been announced playing that character, and we don't know who Andy Serkis is playing. I'm assuming that's him. Probably, i gonna... the guy
1: doing the voiceover in the first teaser. Yeah, and uh, I mean they released his name, but they haven't really said who he is.
0: Oh yeah, what was that? Snoke. Uh, yeah. That's oh, funny. terrible name, but it's it is Star Wars. It's it's, it's very Wars. it's appropriate for Star Wars, but I hate the name.
1: Yeah, it's
0: not great. No, no. I'm yeah. hoping maybe that's a front. I'm hoping he's Darth something and that behind the be. scenes.
1: You know what? I th- I would actually be happier if they weren't Sith. If it was something else that they call themselves something else, I think I'd be happier if they just went a different
0: direction. Maybe, and I think that would be better because my my. But then the problem is, you go down there and you say, then are they worthy villains? You you still have Luke Skywalker kicking around. So, I mean, he can't take care of these guys who aren't Sith?
1: Well, just because they're not Sith doesn't mean they can't be badasses, right?
0: No. Uh, I mean, you're right. It's hard for me to, like... like, You don't want to judge too early, right? But that's where my worry comes from. I mean, the villains... You know, you're asking me what's going to be a success. The villains are also a main part of it. Um, The original trilogy um, works so well as well because Darth Vader was so iconic, so... Um are you gonna have that here? Uh, only time will tell, right?
1: Yeah, there's definitely issues to be uh to be concerned about, but all of that being said, I I think it's uh I think it's I know you're not a huge JJ fan. I think it's in the right hands right now and uh it, i think there's people with respect for the source, you know, for the material and and you know, past that it's it's just going to come down to how any movie comes down to if it be, it's if it's going to be good.
0: Yeah. Know? Well, I do trust Kathleen Kennedy, so I'm hoping she is that you know light steering the boat in the fog, which sure. is probably JJ's brain. So, <laughs> <laughs> So I'm I, I think she's that lighthouse keeper. So hopefully she you know she keeps it on track, and I haven't seen her really do anything terrible that she's been involved in. Um, so I, I do have faith there uh, I am looking forward mostly to the score So uh, um, If you ask me one element of this thing uh, The score is what I'm looking forward to the most
1: Yeah I can't wait to hear another John Williams Star Wars score
0: Oh yeah I'm hoping he's can do all three He's getting up there in age uh,
1: yes, I didn't know he was going to make it to this
0: one so. Yeah Yeah. well I, I think the force is with him So I think he'll, he'll, he'll do it He'll do it I'm I'm got my fingers crossed, but I'm hoping he'll do all three. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, well, I think this is a, a good point to call it for today. Um, uh, unless you have anything else to add.
1: No, I don't.
0: Uh, I don't think I have
1: any final thoughts.
0: Uh, that's normally the case, but um, <laughs> sorry, I, I, I had to throw one in there just for the hell of it. So uh,
1: you're lucky you got it. you got first
2: thoughts out of me today. <laughs> final thoughts. Shit.
0: Uh, yeah, sounds good. So, um, the, just to let everyone know if we do have any listeners the next, uh, because we'll stick with our obscure movie selection reviews, uh, retro reviews, um, our first, uh real podcast and movie review. The movie will be Weird Al Yankovic, Yankovic's UHF. I believe that was released in 1989. Good old classic cult movie. That'll be the first one to kick this sucker really off. And are you looking forward to it? When was the last time you seen that one?
1: UHF baby you know what it's a movie that I come back to every now and then Uh, last watched it maybe
0: a few years ago Uh, I have already watched it in preparation for our first episode oh you have oh wow wow Wow. yeah okay so
1: I'll keep keep my thoughts to myself uh, for now but um, I think it's a hell of a first episode
0: yeah yeah I'm looking forward to it alright I guess that does it I'll uh, see you on the other side All right. right.